We will step into the light so you can stand in the darkness. We are Awesome. And this is Bay Watched, an homage to Buns, Babes, Hunks, and the Hop. All right, welcome back to Baywatch, your Baywatch podcast. This episode, Snake Eyes. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So, IMDb summary. Eddie is drawn into gambling after court takes him to an illegal offshore casino. And after a few nights of bad luck, Eddie finds himself in $3,000 in debt. But when... Court discovers the place to be rigged with loaded dice and marked cards. He, Craig, and Eddie conspire to beat the gamblers at their own game. Meanwhile, Hobie thinks he can slack off after his English teacher, Amanda Keller, and Mitch begin dating. But he finds out otherwise. Mm. D- Dave, did you write a summary? Hell yeah! <laughs> okay. Way better than that. All right. All right. Court and Eddie visit an underground casino and get speared into more than they were gambling for. Mitch and Miss Keller's dating relationship is graded on Hobie's curve. Nice. I like it. Boom. Uh, That's great. Can can I give one? A group of uh, lifeguards infiltrate a a gambling uh, vessel. Meanwhile, white privilege thinks it can get A pluses by by scooting or skating on its ethnicity. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to jump deep into the episode, but I just want to say they did not beat the gamblers at their own game because beating a gambler at his own game, if their gambling game was cheating with loaded dice and marked cards, then they would cheat harder, right? Beat them at their you own think, game. But the loaded dice thing didn't work out saying, very well for them because when it always rolls the same thing every time, guess what? I'm gonna put my money on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think those are just the dice that they had when nobody was I mean, that the particular dice that court would roll later. Those were just what they had out when nobody was there. I saw. I forget. This was. 50 years ago, because I'm that old, I remember watching some show where they literally had a switch on the side of the um, craps table, and when they would turn it on, the magnets would turn on, and it would cause the dice to roll like snake eyes, because they would hit, you know, the magnets would be on the opposite of the ones. Then they could turn the switch off, and the the dice would roll regular. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can do that every, you know, three to six rolls, or even every ten rolls, you could totally influence your odds better than any player would have. I don't know if we saw the same thing, Dave, because I'm sure that's a trope in those things, but I do remember something similar. I don't remember what it was from. No, but I remember having, like, on the side of the board, the the the, the dealer was sitting there, had a little switch, and he'd just toggle it up and down, a, and it looked like part of the table. It's weird that I can remember such details, can't remember what the hell show or anything, but it was like he slid a little piece down part of the table, and the magnets would turn on. Was it Ocean's Eleven? I feel like they did that in Ocean's Eleven. Hmm. Hmm. We'll they have re- to look into it. They repl- Like, they replace all the dice when they're doing the big... Um, um, uh, heist at the end of the movie. Do they beat them at their own game? <laughs> well, it, it was Ocean's Eleven, so yes. 
This was very Ocean's Eleven-esque. Almost the same quality. Probably Hawaii Five-O. Every week I watch this, these episodes and I wonder, we were entertained by this at one point. You still are. That's painful. You watch watch it every week and then you go, I can't believe this was so popular I made it ten seasons. I, I like that you somehow think this is worse than, um, Waterworld, (laughs) which you love. Um, and Avatar, which minus the special effects. Get a, I have nonsense. a question. To get a view, does somebody <laughs> have to watch the show the whole way through? Or maybe that's why they made the opening credits so long, because they know most people are logging on just to watch the opening credits. And if we make them long enough, we can <laughs> count it as a view to keep our show going. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Oh. I actually do like the opening credits. I start, I really like them. <laughs> L- I skip LJ them has, every time. LJ has lyrics memorized. At this point, pretty much. So that's what it feels like. I was, I was what? half tempted to skip the, um, skip the, uh, uh, montage this oh, time. Oh, okay. So what story do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about the Can, we get the, can we get the most pathetic the... one out of the way? The cheesiest, which one, corniest, I, don't know the most I literally threw up <laughs> my dinner love story I've ever seen. <laughs> with, 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 Oh, okay, I didn't know which one was the most pathetic story between these two. I still don't know. I still don't know. Because when when he decided to steal money from his friend, I thought, this is so ridiculous. No, the, the love and, story And is not the only that... Okay, okay. I, I, I dispute that, but that's fine. So, okay, <laughs> first off, for the love story... Okay, I know, well, we can come back and talk about the teacher stuff. So, the montage that you were going to skip, Dave. Yeah. Okay. It starts off with them playing around with the camera and filming each other. <laughs> In black and white. In black and white. And then, <gasps> but then there's a scene where the two of them are like next to each other, being, still being filmed in black and white, but no one's holding the camera. I didn't see that. No, scene. there's a part where they're, where they're like, during the montage, where, you know, like, cause at first it's like, you know, like, he's flexing for her, and she's, like, being pushed on a swing or whatever the hell they're doing. But then there's one part where they shows him, and they're, like, they're, like, practicing, like, kayaking or rowing. But the camera's well, just there. Put, like, they put they put out a tripod and put it on the timer, and then it counted down, and then it filmed them. Okay. It was the old-school GoPro style. Well, okay, so in that montage, so we're talking about the montage, Mitch is holding her in his arms, like where you would carry your bride over the threshold, and he drops her in very shallow water from four <laughs> feet up. That didn't, that didn't break a tailbone or anything. Well, she just got up and was like, "He could save her." Plus, he her. dropped her in the water. Yes, I yeah. know. Well, yes, in about so an water. inch of water. It's water <laughs> on a hard on hard concrete. He could save her, and he probably does have the surgical skills to fix. Uh, uh, to fuse her spine together, but I would still think that it would hurt her a little bit. I was surprised. There was a moment, a moment where they had the camera out, and it flashed to black and white, and my mind took that video to a much darker place than was shown. I was like, what? <laughs> what, 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 what kind of dark place, Dave? I seriously, for the for like a tenth of a second, the way that it showed her and it was in black and white, I thought she was on a bed. 
And I was like, you thought that that in one episode, they'd maybe been together for a couple of days. They were already going there. Filming, filming home porn, yes. Dave, Dave considers it very dark because every time he gets into a bed with a lady, she ends up pregnant. <laughs> well, I, and it, also a Miss Teller, that's her, that's her kink. She likes filming porn. That's why she had the camera. Yeah. Well, well, there were two continuity things I was impressed with. Mitch is still dating her. I wouldn't have thought that would carry over. And then, uh, and we'll get to it later, but Court still has the surf shop. Yes, true. Well, well, I didn't know Court had a surf shop until this episode, so there you go. Well, in the episode that you missed where we very first meet Court, uh, their friend gets killed, and he leaves Court the surf shop. So actually, Court uh, apparently had the surf shop. Is Court also a lifeguard? Yeah, so Court, Court then leaves because we all thought it was his last episode, and he's like, Eddie can run it. And so Eddie's still working for him. Gotcha. Not much longer when he realizes he also took $1,000 out of that cash register. We don't know how much he took. He said, it said, uh, I owe you, and he looked at camera, and then it went to commercial, and then he was on the boat. It was like two or yeah. $500. Maybe he's he only took like, 50 He might have taken two. It was either two or 500 because when he went to the boat and went to the cashier, it was like two or 500 and then the guy says, well, that's a good start, but you still have like 3000 more to go. Well, yeah, so he lost, uh, he did the marker for two grand. He had lost like a thousand or something from what his winnings. Mm. And he owed them three grand and then they added on. They figured out what his interest well, was going to be. Finish, let's finish so, the, pro- the yeah. stupid love story. Well, the whole montage of them walking about. on the beach and the guy bumping into them and what did he say? Something about we, how rude and. Because it made us realize uh, we're not the only two people I looked at, on Earth. I looked at Brittany, and <laughs> Brittany, of all people, she'll tell you she loves love. And she goes, even at my sappiest, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, it was painful. Well, and that, you know what was really annoying? Because I hate the fact that Hobie is interfering with his dad's dating life. I mean, Mitch gives Hobie too much power over his own <laughs> happiness. Yeah, I was just like, this the whole except Hobie supports like, it. Like they're each other's wingmen. It's in a very weird way until Hobie realized realized. Now they went on. They went out on their first date last episode, but we assume time has passed. Several right. dates. We know several dates have happened. He's already talking about how he loves her. He mm-hmm. wants to talk about loving her into the future. Mm-hmm. She's already staying over, and I know Mitch is a, a hound dog, so no big deal that she's staying over and waking up with him. That's fine, but I, it, it seems a little rushed for poor Hobie. I'm waiting for the also, episodes where Hobie's friends want to come and spend the night also at his house, so that way they can see Miss Keller in the morning. <laughs> Also, once again, Mitch crossing some real weird boundaries in terms of who his son might walk in on. Remember when uh, mom was there and then Hobie got the wrong idea? Mm. Um, but do you think that that the Hoff gave Hobie that amount of uh, power over whether he was going to divorce his wife? Hobie, we want you to be happy. Are you? Would you be okay with us divorcing? But Hobie, Hobie <laughs> doesn't care that his dad's a player. He's in full support. Yeah, he, he doesn't it. care at all. He only cared for a second when he realized he wasn't going to get the grades for free. 
until he, yeah, until he got an oh, F, then he he's like, ditch her. Well, he's like, which is well, he's like, which is just funny because if you're, I maybe it's just because I'm a teacher and I know other people who work at my, you know, who I work with, whose kids also go to our school and stuff like that. Usually, if you are in a relationship with a teacher, like if you're, like I mean, like if you are, or for some of a student, if you're, if, yeah, if you are a parent, it's like, um, no, but if, like you're if. If you're a teacher and your kid goes to school there, or if you just work on campus and your kid goes to school there, usually those kids feel like more is expected of them because they have to, like, no no teacher wants their kid to be the worst kid in class. Well, right. Hobie said that the kids were making fun of him. Maybe they were, but he was okay with it because he thought he would get no, A pluses and get to He only said post. that once he got the F. And I think he only said that he only right. said that because he didn't want his dad to know why he didn't want Miss Keller around anymore. Oh, quite possible. I'm just saying it is conceivable that he was made fun of, but he was like, I'm getting A's in this thing, and I ain't got to do nothing, so I'm good with it. Except that when he's riding his, his bike on the beach with his buddy, they're basically, like, fist bumping over it. Like, yeah, your dad's sleeping with the teacher. Oh, that's awesome. I wish my dad would sleep with the teacher. That's because Hobie told him that, oh, that means I get to skate. Yeah. The only reason the kid wanted his dad to sleep with the teacher was because Hobie was like, yeah, I don't have to do my homework because we're, they're dating. And then his buddy was like, oh, well, then I wish my dad was dating her. And Hobie was like, your dad's married to your mom. I also – I'm all about <laughs> pre-marital or extramarital relations. I also when she comes downstairs in his – in the Hoff's um, whatever – yeah, bathrobe. Bathrobe. And he's like, oh, I should go change this. I don't know that Hobie's ready to see me in your bathrobe yet. How is that different? You just came downstairs with him. What does it matter if you're in your bathrobe or his? Yeah, I don't think Hobie's too young to not. I mean, oh, Hobie's old enough to know what happened. Question: Yeah, if you come down fully dressed, yeah. he knows what happened. Yeah. But, but question: Do you guys know that your parents had when you were young? Did you like in high school, whatever? Did you know your parents had sex? Did you want? Okay, and you could live with that. Did you want to see the? Um, Mom come down in uh, post-coital? No, probably not. Well, my mom always came down in her robe, though. Because yeah, so whether my mom was wearing her robe or she had my dad's robe on because hers was in the washer, it wouldn't matter. Like a robe's a but robe. But if you knew it was post-coital, because nobody wants to think of their parents having sex. Okay, but my parents always lived there, so no matter yeah. what, it could happen yeah, certain nights. If if I had a single parent and all of a sudden certain nights, it's like oh. No, he has a friend over in his, in bed with him tonight. I bet they're just <laughs> also the way their relationship <laughs> is. I wish the, I I think Hobie could have come out of his room with a girl, true. and his dad could have come out of his room with a girl, and they would have just fist bumped on the stairs. <laughs> what I wish what I wish the Hoff had said, and I'm so kind of surprised that he didn't. But what I wish he had said was, "Oh, you're worried about the robe. You weren't worried about banging the uh, bedroom wall." <laughs> so now. I always think it's interesting when I see movies or shows where they, because I don't know, in my 12 years from, you know, or whatever, from, or whatever, kinder to 12th grade, I think I had maybe two attractive teachers total. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yet, I feel like in, in, in movies and uh, TV shows, there was tons of hot teachers. Well, I feel like all my teachers were old. Like, I don't feel like I had any, like, young female Right, but the only teacher that was super that that most people thought was attractive was our high school art teacher who was twenty 
23 or 24. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, she started her career at, when I was a sophomore. Gotcha. Well, I don't know that I would have even known that a teacher was attractive until maybe seventh grade. I mean, sixth grade. Isn't uh, I don't know. Hobie's in? Isn't Hobie in seventh grade? That's a good question. I don't know. Seventh grade? But I mean, obviously in general, Hollywood, especially for something like Baywatch, is going to choose attractive stars. So they're not going to have, you know, some homely uh, English teacher. Right. Like, and so. now when I've been great if he just, if she did, if, if Mitch just dated some like average looking like 38 year old. It'd been fantastic. Who was exhausted after watching that date? <laughs> I was so tired. I was like, oh my gosh, they're running. No, they're running again. Now they're swimming. Now they're kayaking. And then I was like, oh, thank God, they're not actually kayaking. They're just pretending to kayak. And then they're surfing. <laughs> I was so tired what, after what, that Watching date. people exercise makes Dave tired. I was like, I can't keep up. I had to pause the show and take a breather. Dave's gonna start. Wa- Dave's gonna start watching that episode of Baywatch to get his reps in. <laughs> Guys, I ran a marathon. All I did was watch that show twenty six times. He's gonna go back. He's gonna go back and watch Lifeguard School, where they all had to like compete. <laughs> I'm getting so ripped. Yeah. I'm yoked. Hey, COVID, COVID-19, I can't so, go outside anyway. So what actually happened? Right. So just before we end this scene, say- what actually happened with? Him and the teacher. I'm assuming that he came clean and. Hang on. No, how did it? I want to know how, so how the teacher he, and how. He, he fails. He... Oh, maybe next episode. I don't know. Yeah. They're still together. The last thing we saw was Hoff gave him the yeah. surfboard. It's like, man, you did it. You got your A plus or whatever. <laughs> and then Hobie admitted to it. And then Hoff was like, all right, you're going to tell her the truth. You're going to hit the books. You get to keep the surfboard. But you don't get to ride it until the summer. If you don't bring your grades up, you're going to summer school. And Toby was like, okay. And that was the last we saw in that episode of, mm-hmm. of that but story. The last exchange yeah. versus teacher. Sort of left off with- last exchange versus teacher and Hoff was a bit heated. When she walked yeah. out. Yeah, when she walked out. But, but you can assume mm-hmm. that they kind of reconciled because the Hoff was like, Amanda told me you got, like, how well you did on your midterm or whatever. Yeah. Let's see. That's a good point, actually. The last so- time we see them together, she walks no, out that the is huff, true. right? She yeah. did tell him about the good grade, or supposedly good grade, even though he cheated. So, Which might have been, yeah, who knows. Well, who knows if she's going to show up in another episode, but I do feel like he would have said, you know what, we decided to uh, break up or whatever. Like, I feel like he would have said something to Hobie, like, oh, right. we decided to end it. Um, whether she'll come back or not, who knows. Whether she'll ever, her name will ever be uttered in a later episode, I don't know, but. I mean, they already, they already risked it a lot by having her. I want her to episodes. be a main character. Yeah. The, you want her to join? She can be like, right. I want Hasselhoff to have a new girlfriend every week. <laughs> Always, how about just, just to show the power of the Hoff every week? <laughs> And I yeah. want him to personally direct most of the episodes, and I want extra kissing because oh. he was kissing her every oh, three and, seconds. And it of was this like episode. an awkward, like junior high kids first makeout. <laughs> Dave and and Dave wants it to only be via montage. <laughs> 
Now, did you guys catch what I feel was a second montage? Because I think we're going into the other part of the episode now, and I want to mention it. Okay. Okay. I thought the gambling had a montage. It was weird, but I think it did. I agree. The gambling had a bit of a montage when they're kind of looking around, watching people gamble. But it was very brief. Yep. I don't know where the borderline of montage and just casino scene is. Yeah, I took notes. I said, weirdest montage yet. Gambling montage. There was no, you know, most of them, all the montages have a, a driving song, and the montage lasts the length of the song. And this one was just like, just some random background music, and scenes of money changing hands, and then cards being dealt, and then frustration setting in. It was a montage, in the sense that it was, it was multiple clips trying to tell a story. I just thought it was really, Weird, and I was like, second montage, it counts. Really count it as a montage, <laughs> just because it was so short, and it is not like a Baywatch montage. Was there music? I think there was, yeah, a little bit of background, background music. Background music. Okay. There wasn't like a song. It was it did, like, it, did, wasn't it was clips long. from a few was, tables. Me, like okay. you said, you saw the dice roll. It was more was set, setting the, it felt like it was setting the gotcha. scene more than a montage. Yes. And it was, it was very short. Very short. I don't remember it, so. But okay. Um, it was very short. So, can we deal with the fact that... So, does Court do anything positive for the Baywatch squad? All he feels like he does is bring bad influences into the people he works with. Well, I mean, I can't exactly blame him because Eddie's like a big old dum-dum. <laughs> Maybe he should have known and not brought Eddie into it, but I mean, like... In the Mexico episode, they just went surfing, and some guys stole the Jeep, and then they went to the town, and all sorts of problems with the guy. And in this one, uh, I, I guess, you know what, maybe I'm like his Baywatch bros, and I'm always just defending him. But in this one, he just took him gambling. I mean, it would be like if I if, the, if I was like, hey, Dave, LJ Slaz, let's go uh, to this, like, underground Indian casino that nobody's heard of or something, and we had a fun night, and then one of you guys was like, nah, man. I was so lucky, I'm going to try to parlay my luck into a winning streak. I was just, um, um, I was just sad that, and I know this is expecting a lot from Baywatch, but how does he go from gambling once to becoming a gambling addict um Because he won a bunch of money the first time, and he's so stupid, they say that in the episode, that he's really dumb. And he really thought that you make money gambling. He didn't realize there was a risk of losing money. Like he's he's reading that book about how to beat the the house at the at court shop, and he keeps pulling bad cards, keeps pulling, he keeps not winning. He he gets one he good hand, out. and he's like, "All right, I figured it out. I'm going to borrow money from court." Which, by the way, great money laundering scheme court uh, court has going on. Yeah. I just dip in, I pay myself $200, I go back out. It was, uh, well, anyway. So, the so, problem I had with this whole plot line is it felt like there was a lot of stuff, I don't want to say, this sounds stupid because it's Baywatch, but it felt like a very complex idea of this illegal gambling boat that just is floating out there. Um and Eddie began becoming addicted addicted to gambling and all of this stuff, but yet like they really also 
don't develop the story either. It's like, this stuff's all happening, and we sort of just say it happens. And then eventually, you know, they use a harpoon and whatever the fuck happens. So, so, so here's the note I made. It's an illegal gambling operation. Sounds like a job for lifeguards. I, oh, my note was, do lifeguards save lives anymore? Because <laughs> it looks like all they... The closest thing to saving a life was Craig finding Eddie after he'd been thrown off the boat. That's the closest yeah. to lifeguarding that actually happened. So, the, But the premise really is Court introduces them to this offshore gambling thing. And... Which is, of course, it's offshore because it's on the three boat. hours only, and then they got to get back. But then Eddie decides that that's a really great way to make money and keeps going back and ditching Shawnee to go back and gamble and gambles away $3,000. He's late to work. He's, like, he, yeah, he doesn't do stuff with Shawnee. Like, so he, like, how much time was supposed to pass? That's why I say he ramped up so quickly from I went gambling once to I want $2,000. I'm stealing from my employer. I'm blowing off dates. Like, holy cow, bro. Like, (laughs) this guy tried heroin once, and all of a sudden he's blowing guys in the Howard Johnson parking lot for $5 to get heroin. Like, what? Dave, Dave, you did heroin once and started blowing guys in Howard Johnson's parking lot. I was blown up before that. I hate to tell so you. So one of the first things you see in the <laughs> casino is they're gambling. Somebody evidently has a debt or something, and the big bad security guys come over and nicely, quietly take him outside and say, "Oh, the guy from uh, yeah. the guy from Little yep. Giants." Say so you you are you have a debt, and he doesn't like that, and so they punch him in the stomach and throw him overboard. My question is, why? Yeah. Because now you can't collect from him. And you also didn't send a message because nobody saw what you did. So all you did was get rid of a potential revenue source by holding him hostage or taking his things. You just got rid of him. How was that smart? I was thinking I would love to owe them money because I would love my credit card company to come to me and go, you haven't paid your debt. They punch me in the stomach once and throw me in the water just offshore. Oh, All right. Now I got to well, swim. Are we good? Are we square? Because, I mean, in a sense, you're saying, hey, I could, I owe you three grand, and all I have to do is swim, what, a mile? How far offshore were they? Many, many Very. miles. Because they, oh. they dragged Eddie through the water for however long, and then Eddie was like, I had to, I, I had to, yes, Eddie was like, I had to swim in two miles. And the guy who they threw overboard, who knows if he was a good swimmer? I would bet that they were six miles offshore. Oh wow, that's actually that's a good point. I was thinking they were like within view. Wait a minute, though. They had to to charter a boat to go out there. This gets me to my biggest plot hole. So I don't want to. I don't know if I want to loose this plot hole right now. They can't be that far. There's so many other things to talk about. can, Can you see the shore six miles away? How far is I can see Catalina on a clear day, and that's yeah, twenty six miles. But, Catal- but, but you can't see. Big. But you can't see this. You can't see the shore. Did, I don't know if you could see a boat a, six they miles away. They made a comment away. about something about being able to sit here and looking at Long Beach. So they, oh, from the, well, from sure. The deck, from you, the deck of that ship, you can probably see the city you, and the coat, like parts of the city itself. 
So they may have potentially killed that guy. Let's that's maybe that's what's okay, happened. They killed him. Back to my point. Why? If he owes you money and you kill him Because that's what that's what gangsters do. If they are owed money yeah, and you're but not they paying, want other people they break yeah, your legs or they kill you. But they you. want other people to see because they're sending a message. They don't they don't no, do they it don't. private so nobody knows. When they go what Word yes, gets do. around. Do you don't break a person's knees in public? You go to their house or wherever, drag them, put them in your car or whatever it is. Leave and them there, so when people come and find them, they see and they go, "Oh my gosh, I need to pay my debt." This guy they just sent out to see. No one's going to know. He didn't have a family. He was by himself. Well, around. I mean, potentially the owner of the casino can say this: "Hey, you ever, you ever see Mr. Johnson here again? Guess what happened to him when he didn't pay his debts?" Check the obituaries. Also, That's photos, all he has to say. Photos could have also been taken, yes. I suppose. All I know is I agree with Dave, though. If they would have told me you can take out whatever debt you want and we're just going to drag you back to shore behind a speedboat, uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll just take the dragging. It wasn't really that bad. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. If if he was chained to that speedboat and he didn't, and he didn't know how to um, – and he didn't know how to, whatever that is, um, you just gotta get on water your back ski. and just skim across. It'll hurt, it'll sting. <laughs> or die. Eddie was one fine. of the two. Yeah. But, plus we don't know what else they would have done. I mean, that might have been just fake. I just wonder how, how, they, how did they Eddie may keep have it on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suspenders, because he was wearing a tuxedo. So anyways, Eddie goes back and forth. They finally realize that this is a scheme because when Court goes back to try and settle the debt, nobody's there for I don't know why. Um, yeah, I like that no one's there, yet they leave the loaded die and everything out just so – I mean, it was really easy for him just to get there and scoop around, like snoop around. Yeah, he just walked down. Well, I mean, you wouldn't think that someone would just go ahead – and uh, pick up the dice and roll it a few times. He was supposed to be waiting on deck. And with a, if you want to call him a mob boss, you don't generally, unless you're court, not follow procedures. Of course, a Navy SEAL slash lifeguard. That's right. So what I don't understand is the mob boss comes down, sees court in there, and... He's playing with the dice. He sees him throw them. Then they go to make a bet. Court says, well, we can settle this debt if I just win one bet. I'm going to put it all on one number or whatever he says. And the mob boss agrees to it. Court picks snake eyes or whatever he picks. I don't remember. I don't play craps that much. Um, and, of course, Two. wins it because every time it rolls snake eyes. Would the mob boss not know that their games are rigged? Like, he's in there watching all the time. He should know. Of course he knows they're rigged. That's why he wouldn't I, I act any weird I when, it, when he, it rolled that way. What's he supposed to say? Oh, no, you figured out we've been cheating no, everyone. He should have said, no, no I'm not taking go. that bet. You owe me money. And I don't – no, no, because he still owed the money. When they got back and the three of them were talking, there was no conversation about, well, now you don't owe him the money anymore. He gave the guy $500 bet and then – was presumably going to come back with more money, but I don't think the mob boss saw him throw the dice. Like to my memory, he threw it the two times 
and was kind of looking at it, and then the mob boss came into the room. That's but right. The that mob boss knows that they're cheating everyone. The mob boss doesn't know that Court knows it. So he's just figuring, okay, fine, Court will bet some number. We'll automatically win because unless he rolls on the uh, don't come line, uh, we're going to win. And But Court does know that they're cheating, so he bets on the don't come line. Now, the mob boss isn't going to re- overreact, and it's only, I think it's like a two-to-one bet or maybe a three-to-one bet, so it's not that much. So he bet 500, now he's out 1,500, but he still owes, you know, three or four grand, whatever it was, $3,000, so big deal, he's cut the debt in half. That's why court says, apply it to the debt, not we're square or we're all paid up now. Yeah, and I, and I think, so. I mean, a mob boss in that situation, if he starts realizing court knows that he's onto him, would just stop having, letting court come to the casino. Right. You just be like, uh, no, you don't get to come in anymore. And, and it's, and it's not going to wipe out all the interest that's going to be collected or all that kind of stuff. That evidently is in the port of Long Beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares that there's this giant rust bucket that just showed up and is anchored out in Port of Long Beach, which is relatively busy? I'm guessing it's only been there three or four days, and it's like a, Okay, but it's like those waters are monitored. Into town. You just park your giant rust bucket of a huge ship out there. Yeah, but who's Someone's going to say by? something. Who monitors it? Coast Guard. The, the Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch, who's, who's, who's attending it right now and going and inviting their dates out right. there? Yeah. Well, remember, he says, like, if anybody co- – there's lookout. So if anybody comes, they just turn it into, yeah. like, a dining room or whatever. Or they just turn it – they so, just – I mean, it already looks gross on the outside. So I they can make it – they probably just have the guards make it look like they're just working, doing something else. Even if they got caught, no big deal. We They just uh... – They just they just what? <laughs> um, even if they got caught, they just don't let them board for thirty minutes, and they transition it into a ballroom. Oh yeah, that's a good. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the uh, there was a recording glitch, and it was really funny. <laughs> but it was your glitch, Donahue. So that's why we're all laughing at you. <laughs> Nope. I, I think yes. we were initially laughing at you because I was reacting to laughing at you. And then I... <laughs> you had a glitch. You were like, you were I like, I was talking. just going to. Uh... <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you had I thought you had the glitch first, Dave. I thought you had the glitch first, and then we laughed, and then I. I was glitchy. I couldn't keep talking. So, okay. <laughs> How funny! I thought you were having a like a stroke or something. <laughs> I thought you were doing something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't want to. What was it? <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to. Um, he was uh, pushing on the cum line. The no cum line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. So I couldn't even. I couldn't maintain my frame of thought at all. <laughs> I was trying, but I'm just not, I'm just as professional so as Jimmy Dave Collins, earlier apparently. mentioned this massive plot hole that he saw. Oh, yeah. What is it? Yeah. 
Okay, so um, I do have a question. We haven't quite gotten to my plot hole yet. So let me let me ask this question first. What was the plan to defeat the gambling? Okay, here's the plan. Okay, here's the plan. So Craig and Gina were going to go to the casino, and then Eddie and Court were going to harpoon themselves onto the boat, and then yes. uh, shit happens, and then it's done. But. <laughs> They were going to cut the power. They were going to cut the electricity somehow. And I'm assuming steal the money. I'm assuming. Oh, this is great. This is even great. <laughs> I feel bad for our listeners. But Craig, the thing is, and for their, they've already heard Donahue finish his statement, and we're just laughing afterwards for no reason. Yeah, because his recording is not going to catch any of this. Oh, oh good. Oh, amazing. No. Go ahead, say that again, Donahue, for us, because the listeners have heard it once. They they got on the boat, and then they were going to cut the power and steal the money. I think it was what the plan was. Steal. The the mafia mob ca- uh, casinos tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars. That's the yes. plan. Now who knew the that this was a plan? Though plan. for me, I got confused because Craig shows up with the cops too. Why did Craig have to go? They had no part in this whole plan. All they did was go and gamble. To be a, yeah, I thought he'd be a lookout if he had a phone he, that he, he was like listening in to. Yeah. Well, they weren't supposed to be something because Gina kept like speaking at regular volume in the in the hearing of everybody present. Like, hey, where's Court Eddie? Where are they? How come this plan hasn't gone into effect? I think she was like throwing the plan. Why did Craig need to be there? What was his purpose? I don't understand how they are connected. Okay, I don't understand how Eddie Court and Craig's plan. It, but yet, the cops show up at the end still anyways. So was their plan always just have the cops come? Why didn't they just have that? No. No, no, no That Court, was Craig. Court, Court was part of the... Sorry. Court had his plan, which everyone had agreed would be cut the power, and then, I don't know, steal the money or do something, and then we'll get off the ship because the power will be cut. But Craig outthought court and said no that's a stupid whatever we agreed to is a stupid plan of cutting the power and stealing the money so i'm just going to call the cops i'm going to be wired and i'm going to i'm going to do a plan over your plan a better why, plan why, why not just tell court and eddie that's the plan from the why, why not just discuss a better plan to begin with because court because court doesn't play by yeah, the rules so you got to just you got to go that's around true. him he is a lifeguard who who not only Takes his co-workers to illegal casinos offshore, but, but then, why did Court but then thinks there? the best way to fix the problem is to pretty much steal from a bunch of mafia members. Yeah. So instead of just cutting the power, causing some general confusion, stealing the money, and then perhaps sneaking off the boat, he decides I'm going to throw a smoke bomb, get the whole boat in chaos. Maybe that will help us to get off the boat even better than just cutting the power. That was a heck of a smoke bomb because all he had to do was conveniently throw it in one air duct that then in- filled the entire ship with smoke except the room where he was doing the robbing. 
Hey, Navy SEALs know where the smoke bombs need to go to infiltrate an entire Why did Craig need to be there? That's I still understand. How good they are. What was Craig's purpose? To None. save their asses when their plan didn't work. And then the second part was whenever they do like these underwater missions, why do they always have to jump off the boat at full speed? And then why do they wear snorkels? I, I mean, I guess that keeps them mostly hidden except for the tube. Um, but I was expecting them to have full scuba gear and then they come out of the boat and I'm like, oh no, it's just snorkels and wetsuits. Yes. So I mean, why couldn't they just right. wait till the boat got to the dock? The guys don't come out until you yell something anyways. There's lookouts or, up top, they said. Or at least a little slower. Like, so the boat, they, they, always, they jump out they full said, speed every time. Yeah. They said that there were lookouts on the top, on the top deck. So they're, not, were, they're, they're not going to notice guys the, jumping off the boat at 60 miles an hour. And did I, I guess it depends. It depends on what side of the boat. I don't know. Depends what, on what side of the boat they're what, on. What were the lookouts doing when? Um, I don't know. All the cops got there. Well, they were on a big fight. Yeah, they were. Remember, Eddie can't beat up somebody until he gets them in the water. So they were all just trying to deal with all <laughs> the uh, chaos. And wouldn't the lookout? He's Aquaman. If the lookouts are doing their job, wouldn't they say, "Hey, boat approaching. Four people in it. Wait a second. Yeah. Oh, well, now there's only two. Yeah, but the room was filled. Oh, I don't. Who knows if they had like binoculars? How well they could see? How far out they were when they fell in? No, I think I they mean, just like jumping off boats. <laughs> that, that's probably true. <laughs> More dramatic. I mean, after all, you did think that they were only about 700 feet out from the shore, Slaz. So you know they have to jump in. Well, they certainly were not 240 feet out or 240 miles out. <laughs> so my plot hole is. If you're going to call the cops and you're going to tell them about this illegal ring and I'm going to set it up that even though I'm a lawyer and not a cop, I'm certainly going to wear a wire because that's how things go. And warrants are easily obtained instantaneously and they'll certainly wire up a non-police officer. But aside from all that, why are the cops working with the lifeguards? Well, Craig could have recorded it and given it to the cops and the cops wouldn't need a warrant. If Craig was operating on his of his own volition, not as an agent of the police, and he recorded it, he could then give it to the police and it would be admissible. No, my question, Dave, the plot hole is, when, when the cops show up, why are the Dave, lifeguards there's an involved? easy answer to your question. You asked... Baywatch. You asked, no, even simpler, <laughs> why are the cops working with the lifeguards? Why does the Secret Service protect the president? Better question, Davis. Why are the lifeguards working with the cops? Yeah. Why are they allowing them on their boat? <laughs> yeah. Why did they get them involved at all? They my my, my thought went that way, too. I went, man, my first thought when they all busted in and they arrested the head, you know, the owner of the casino or whatever, I was like, you know what? In real, In reality, I guarantee they would have purposely not have struck this boat yet. Once they learned there was illegal gambling going on, because they would want to track down what other influences it had around Long right. Beach or something. They would have sort of created a whole thing to see, get as much as they wanted first. And I was like, hmm, well, that doesn't make much sense, because they would probably play it up a little. They would probably wait a little bit, get more info so they could track a bunch of different people. But then... Nope, just that one guy. That's all yeah, they and needed. Then my, and then my thought went straight from that to... Why are they working with Baywatch? And then I went, hang on. And I went, exactly what Donnie said. Why is Baywatch working with the cops? Why didn't exactly. Hoff just bust it and arrest them? 
Well, exactly. I don't. I don't know if the cops would have needed an a search warrant to go to board the boat if there was um, if the circum- exigent circumstance we need to get on, especially if they pull right. out and there's smoke. Uh, I don't know how long it was between when they had the plan and when they would garner whether he had time to get a search warrant. Minutes. We also don't. Minutes. We also don't. We also don't know if. Yeah, this, um, this all took place in like two and a half days. It feels like. Right. So we, that's true. Yeah. We also don't know if there were other criminal enterprises, but they could always try to lean on the head of the boat and true. say, "All right, well, you know, we'll deal. You tell us if there's other stuff out there." Can yeah. we talk about boarding the boat? Can we talk about Garner picking up the gun with his bare hands that was used as a uh, intimidation weapon? Can we, can we talk? Can we talk about the fact that Craig goes? Did you get everything you needed on the recording? But Garner didn't have an earpiece in, so you'd have no idea what's on the recording. No, he had it digitally transferred <laughs> to the boat as they were driving up. He had a live feed. When, bro. I, when, I, think, when, I, when I think 1990, I totally think. Digital live feeds going through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I that talk technology about climbing for the sure boat. is working well. I want to talk about climbing the boat wet. They shot their friggin' spear gun up, which one has the longest rope on a spear gun I've ever seen because it launched all the way up to the top of the boat. And the smooth spear somehow acted as a grappling hook and caught well, something. Yeah. And, and to add to that, what does being able to take out a watermelon at 10 feet, or however far away he was, oh, has he was being able to grapple a boat at 50? At least 50. And then and then they so effortlessly climbed that rope, and it wasn't even like a jerking motion when you one hand over another. It was a perfectly smooth ascent up the boat that they moonwalked up the side. <laughs> Right. His gloves didn't slide at all from having been in the water no. or being a little wet. Nope. And horizontally, just effortlessly pulled up. They, they, no they, they, look, they look like those awesome SWAT agents or secret agent type people in movies where they're able just to, like, propel down sides of buildings like no big deal. You know it looked like they had a winch hooked up to them that was winching them up, but there's no way because they're Baywatch. But just, that's how smooth they pulled themselves up. You think that wasn't just filmed vertically and then they turned the film horizontally when they needed to show it because that's what happened. Those dudes were walking across like this and then when they, they, they were just walking across a floor and then they just turned it vertical. They need to do more of these kind of stunts though where the stuntman is covered up and you can't see their face so we don't have any more just bad clearly like, wait, I didn't know Eddie was black. I don't know, I think they might have been winched up. It's possible, yeah. Either and they way, also very yeah, conveniently, with... it's a huge ship, and if you've ever looked at like plans or how these ships are built, there's corridors everywhere back of house on these what appears to be an old cruise ship. Um, right. They just happened to get to the one spot where there was an open hatch that they dropped in, right where they needed to be. Listen, Ed, Baywatch. Eddie yeah. was taken back when he couldn't pay his debt. He was taken back. Eddie has a photographic memory. And a perfect sense of direction. So as he was being dragged through, he was making note. Okay, this hallway goes to this way. This hallway goes there. This door leads in here. This this door leads in there. He's an idiot savant. And he, hmm. Even if he didn't, everyone knows that Navy SEALs have a full data dictionary in their brain of all ships, buildings, 
how they're built, how the corridors are laid out, what windows are True. typically left open. So yeah. they just had to tap into court's well, massive naval memory. I said Eddie had a, a photographic memory and was able to pick all that stuff up. Too bad he didn't use that for cards, counting them. It's true. <laughs> and then when court gets held at gunpoint, it seemed like the longest time he was held at gunpoint, and then Craig had to run in the room, and no shooting happened until he actually started to tackle him and get the gun out of the way. Very unrealistic. Right. Did it? Did some? Did a shot ring out? Oh yeah. Two. Uh, one, okay. one, once Garner came in and started fighting with, like Garner and Craig started fighting him. I think is when the gun went off, right? It. No. As soon as Eddie grabbed it and twisted it away, uh, it went off twice. But boom, was boom. that also when Craig and Garner and everyone started coming in, or no? <clears throat> no. Craig was in first. Garner was in. Yeah. What's Craig that? was in first. I think Craig had dis- Craig and Court had disarmed the guy before mm. Garner came in. I think. So this brings you're right because he, he turned around to run out, and that's when Garner. Showed I really up. wish Garner had fallen off the boat and into the water. We haven't had Garner in the water in a while. <laughs> <laughs> this brings me to one of my favorite uh, court. I don't know what you want to call it about him. It's an idiom, maybe that court can do no wrong. So after mm. all this, the shenanigans that he probably should not have been doing, he then attempts to steal money and has it pocketed, and the cops go. Come on, Court, give it back. So he gives some of it back. Oh, yeah. And then tries to walk away. And then, no, no, come on, all of it. Okay, I'll give the stolen money back. (laughs) Ha ha, ha ha, Court. Okay, see you later, buddy. You scoundrel. But he's so likable. Yet, the first half of the season, we think Trevor's a douchebag because he's just a jerk. Yet, by the way, court, Trevor, oh, court can do no wrong. I mean, he's just stealing money. Who cares? Stealing it's fine. Evidence. That's because from the criminals. That's because when we meet Trevor, he's an antagonist of the Baywatch crew. When we meet Court, he's a friend of the Baywatch crew. See, they suckered us all in. We like Court because they like Court. We don't like uh, Trevor because they didn't like Trevor. That's good. See, that's, that's good writing. The difference between me and Court is. Court would have handed them two stacks. They would have had to turn my body physically inside out to get all the stacks I had. <laughs> I would have had it in my socks, underwear, shoes, anal cavity, prison wallet, whatever you want. The other difference between you and Court is like a hundred something pounds. <laughs> they would have been pulling them out of my fat rolls. Seriously, I would have had them hidden under these titties. By the way, Dave <laughs> was we, sure up, and they're just stuck with sweat all over his body. <laughs> and <laughs> since Court's come on, the, since Court's come on the scene, I don't think we've had any Trevor. They're like, sorry, Trevor, we like this guy a lot more. <laughs> I'm just picturing Dave eating rolls of money. <laughs> I'll crap it out later. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> it's a, it's a Big Mac. I could do this. <laughs> I just couldn't believe he pulled out those two thin stacks. I'd have been like, if I'm in a room with a hundred thousand dollars, that room is going to have no thousand dollars left when I walk out. It's going to be an empty table, and I'm going to weigh four hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm going to weigh four hundred pounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to have triple the rolls I have now. Dave's going to leave it with a hundred dollars. It went from 100000 to 100 I would have origamied me some dollar bill sunglasses. I would have had cornrows with dollar bills in them. Like, I would have been made of money. <laughs> so We got we got Jill back this week, guys. Yeah, she – sure. She said – I think she had two lines. <laughs> <I think laughs> two right. words. Yeah, two when's words. coming back? 
I don't know if he is. I don't know. I don't. I think I looked we, on Wikipedia that he doesn't make it all the way through season one. We have like five episodes left. Oh, Roughly. thank goodness! And then yeah, season two. And then, yes, I, I just mean uh, season one, Dave. Yeah. Excited. Don't we get a summer break? Can't we take a COVID break until like sometime 2021? No, uh, this will be great. And then eventually we'll uh, start being able to do Baywatch Nights. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Bay, uh, Emily, don't you want to know what happens when Baywatch and X Files cross paths? Baywatch Nights. Yeah. You know that is something um, that they haven't done yet. They have not hunted aliens. That's what, That's Baywatch, what Baywatch Nights is about. <laughs> We've had nothing supernatural yet. That's what Baywatch and Nights you, is about. You, you won't until Baywatch right. Nights. That's a tragedy, because this show is already not entertaining. I think I would be more not entertained by having it go supernatural. No, it'll be great. You, you, you lie, Dave. I know you're into this show. This should, It's painful. Really, I view this show like watching like the Fast and Furious franchise-type movies, like like it's like it's not good, but I'm so entertained by how bad it is that I like it. Oh, oh, it makes me shake my head. I, mean, I cringe when certain things happen. The bad episodes are awful, but I think that there's a lot of entertaining stuff. Like this past episode was fine. This Snake Eyes was. This episode was entertaining enough. Like there's, I was still waiting for the plot to the, happen. The I was Raging like, Waters episode the other week was funny. Like there, there's good. The the Mexico vacation episode was funny because it's just I like so the more cheesy and bad. They get yes, the the more the stupider they get, the better the show gets. At least this one happened that's in the what water. I, Mexico was in freaking. That's Central the way Mexico. I need to look at it. I need to look at it that way. This this show is really stupid. And I need to enjoy it for its stupidity. Um, so yet again, uh, we have an episode where lifeguarding is not part of. Baywatch. Yep. It was at the very end when they had to save the people who'd all jumped off of the boat. No, and Craig oh, saved um okay. Craig saved what's his name as he was drugged and he was right. you know coming in that, on that's the why, that's why my most valuable lifeguard for the episode is Craig, because he not only is he one of the only people who actually saves anyone because he he saves Eddie when Eddie, you know, flops on shore. He also covers up for his shitty co workers because he, Eddie and Cora are too busy trying to deal with gambling boats and shit like that. Craig actually covers up for them. Um, my lifeguard of the week is the episode title. They actually said it, and Court rolled it twice. <laughs> and they, they said it twice. Oh, they said it twice? Yeah. So I'm giving it to the episode title. Uh, I'm going to have to go with... Um, the the combo lifeguard of Garner and um and uh Mitch uh they make a great cop duo or great lifeguard duo or great lifeguard cop duo <laughs> whoever whatever operational uh requirements they needed to be when they were coming up on that boat they filled all of them hey mitch was in the water with that giant swan dive of his garner was in there arresting the bad guy and mishandling evidence they, it was great they're life officers exactly or police guards <laughs> i've got or, exactly. or baywatch they're just baywatch i've got to give it to shawnee because she has continued to be the most dramatic girlfriend anybody could ever possibly have 
He showed up two hours late with no explanation because he'd been gambling. Okay. I mean, I don't think. But I, she I, sat there anger. for two and a half hours and complained and whined rather than just being like, okay, he's obviously not showing up. She sat there for two hours at the lifeguard station, claimed and whined, and then when he finally got there and apologized and clearly had a rough day and says he's ready for the picnic, she says, okay, here, make sure you bring it back when you're done. He didn't have a rough day. He gambled all night long. That's a rough day. But but he did. Slaza, do you have a gambling addiction? Is that what we're hearing? How dare she be upset when I – And also – also, he showed up in a tux, which clearly meant he'd been on that boat. Um, but I will say, she did, the dum dum did wait around. You are right. She did wait around at that lifeguard for tower. Mi- for the past few episodes, right. she's been extremely dramatic. Like, whenever he doesn't do anything, there was the one with him about watching basketball. Mm-hmm. It's a repeated well, theme. She's I know, highly I know. dramatic. She's yeah, young. I mean, a normal girlfriend, I mean, I would have thought would have been like, after. 20 or 30 minutes and been like, well, F this, and just gone home and then just been, you know, been like, no, we're done. Until you can explain to me what happened. And instead of waiting there just to blow up in front exactly. of everyone. She yeah. loves to just but get mad at him. Hold on. With respect to the basketball, he was on a date with her and he was surreptitiously listening to a basketball game without telling her. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> he didn't want to. You're talking to the wrong crowd for that, Donnie. <laughs> he didn't want to go. He had other plans already that he had said he had, and she wanted him to take her somewhere. So he finally gave in and said, okay, I'll go with you. We'll go do something. And he also listened to the basketball game. Which he didn't tell her about. And he did go on the thing with the guys. Oh, my gosh. Sports always (laughs) win. (laughs) When it's sports season, especially when there's an important game on. Here's what he said. He didn't tell her about it. Here's what he was surreptitious. Here's why Eddie is running late and and why he doesn't give a shit. Because he because Shawnee needs to freaking pluck her eyebrows. That's true. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> He's running away from those caterpillars. That's true. <laughs> oh, Anyways, no, not those, those caterpillars. That caterpillar. That caterpillar. <laughs> Dude, that's a catapult. Wa- that thing is so thick. I'm just waiting for that thing to become a butterfly. <laughs> Fly away, please. Yeah. Uh, what if one episode, all of a sudden, she gets it fixed, and it's just like a little eyebrow the next episode? <laughs> She's got, like, and it's all red and inflamed. Super thin ones. Like, where did your eyebrows go? Yeah. yeah. Most people could kind of clean theirs up, and you might not notice hers. You would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about this we, episode? We killed this episode. We got it. I'm glad we actually it well, so long. And this episode nearly killed Dave. Yeah. So I can make it. I can make it. Just no more exercising, please. Good. Well, We're, next time you're out gambling, make sure to let the person next to you know about us, know about our podcast, like it and share it. And since you're at home, make sure you retweet it. There we go. Nice. Dave doesn't like right, seeing. We'll, Dave doesn't like seeing the exercise because it reminds me of what his life was. <laughs> it reminds him of what his right. life was. All right, all right, guys. We'll talk to you Peace. next week. All right, later. Peace. Later.